Thursday of this week was Holocaust Remembrance Day, commemorated on the day that the Auschwitz concentration camp was liberated by the Red Army in 1945. The day remembers the killing of six million Jews, two-thirds of Europe's Jewish population. Mark Regev, former Israeli ambassador to the UK, had this to say in an opinion piece published by the Jerusalem Post this week. Quote, When I was Israel's ambassador to the UK, I noticed something puzzling at the major international Holocaust Day commemorations. The first time it happened, I thought it was a mistake. But after it occurring repeatedly, I understood that it was much more than that. No one wanted to mention Israel. Of course, these commemorations are of the Holocaust and not Israel-focused. Yet surely the country born out of the ashes of the genocide that provided a home for so many survivors deserves some reference, end quote. This can be demonstrated further by the statements published by the White House, for instance, or Euro News, who chose to focus on the Nazi persecution of LGBTQ plus communities instead. The vast majority of statements made have one thing in common, the conspicuous lack of reference in any way to the state of Israel. Perhaps the most outrageous example of this can be seen on the website of the ILGA Europe. ILGA stands for the International Lesbian Gay Association for Europe, and they have this to say, quote, On International Holocaust Remembrance Day, the ILGA Europe Association calls on all national governments and intergovernmental organisations to ensure the safety of all minorities who are targeted by Europe's extremists. International Holocaust Remembrance Day reminds us of the millions of Roma, Jewish, lesbians, gays, intersex and transgender people, persons with disabilities, political opponents, Jehovah Witnesses and other victims of the Holocaust. It is also a poignant date in the calendar to celebrate the lives of those who survived. Simply remembering the Holocaust is no longer enough. States must ensure the protection of human rights and the security of citizens regardless of their race or ethnicity, religion or belief, disability, sexual orientation or gender identity. Laws must be applied and enforced to prevent the proliferation of racist and extremist ideologies, which threaten to harm others, end quote. Organisations such as this have diluted and watered down the history of the Holocaust and requisitioned this commemoration in order to push their own narrative and ideological agenda. This is part of the narrative war, that is being waged against Israel and the Jewish people led by the mainstream media. This is not to say that the Jews were the only group that suffered under the Nazi regime, but rather that year on year, Jewish history is undergoing a radical pluralization to justify the anti-Israel bias of international bodies such as the EU. This narrative of claiming to be anti-Israel but not anti-Semitic, was also demonstrated this week by Jeremy Corbyn. 
the former leader of the UK Labour Party, was finally barred from rejoining the party this week in a vote because of his anti-Semitic views. The Jerusalem Post makes this comment, quote, He faced several charges of anti-Semitism during his nearly six-year tenure, most notably when he said that he was criticising Zionists in the accurate political sense and not as a euphemism for the Jewish people, which he followed up with, they, in brackets, the British Jews, clearly have two problems. One is they don't want to study history, and secondly, having lived in this country for a long period of time, probably all their lives, they don't understand English irony either. Former Chief Rabbi of England, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, said the remarks were the most offensive statement made by a senior British politician in 50 years. Among other instances of anti-Semitism, Corbyn has defended a Muslim cleric who espoused blood libels about Jews, questioned the removal of an anti-Semitic mural, was reluctant, reluctant to adopt the full International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance definition of anti-Semitism, and wrote that finance was controlled by men of a singular and peculiar race, who have behind them many centuries of financial experience, who are in a unique position to control the policy of nations in the forward for a book, end quote. Anti-Semitism, in the guise of claiming to be just anti-Zionist or anti-Israel, is one of the favourites of the progressive left today. The opinion piece quoted earlier also has this to say, quote, if people thought that the palpable horrors of the Holocaust would be enough to discredit anti-Semitism and that this oldest of hatreds would finally be delegitimized and discarded, they find themselves disappointed. Anti-Semitism has shown an amazing resilience. Like coronavirus, its ability to mutate and develop new variants is simply remarkable. Successfully infecting different populations, thriving new environments, and affixing itself to a range of conflicting ideologies, end quote. We recall to mind the words of Revelation 16 and verse 13. I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet, for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty, quote. The frog-like spirits refer to the false promise of freedom that echoed through the streets of Paris during the French Revolution, liberty, equality, fraternity. A brotherhood of man was promised. But this opened a new chapter of anti-Semitism in European history. And this spirit of humanism is to be the driving force that will eventually bring all the kings of the earth to battle against Israel in the great day of God's Almighty, as Revelation describes it. The narrative war that we see being waged against Israel and the Jewish people can only have one ultimate conclusion. To be weaponized 
in the invasion of the mountains of Israel in the latter days. We wait for the day when the God of truth will send his Son to shatter the carefully moulded narratives of today and purge the nations of that old hatred which has plagued them for so long. This has been Daniel Blackburn joining you for this week's edition of Bible in the News.